Welcome back for another video. In this video, we answer all the hottest topics ahead of Game Week 2. This is a weekly series, packs of FPL tips every game week. Just before we get into it, there's more reasons than ever to become a Fantasy Football Scout member. All the data tables I use for my videos are public for your use. The season ticker tool, essential for spotting good fixture runs and rotations, play a comparison for when you're weighing up some potential transfers, and they've just partnered up with Plan FPL to have your team rated each week with Opta data. It costs you less than a coffee per month. Click the link below to try it out. I can't recommend it enough as a member for six years myself. It also supports the channel, so hit the link in the description now. So let's get straight into it. FPL Buzz asked for a second opinion on the United attackers and he asked how long would you keep the likes of Rashford and Fernandes if the returns don't come early. So yeah, Man United were one of the biggest disappointments at Gaming 1. Pretty much all of us have got one of Rashford or Fernandes or even both. Patience is going to be key here. Let's give them another week or two and then reassess. Wolves were a solid unit and they played very well to nullify Man United. Spurs, on the other hand, are an attacking side who throughout the pre-season they did show vulnerabilities at the back and we saw that again in Game Week 1 against Brentford. I'm expecting a much more open game in Game Week 2, so no need to panic sell. On top of that, in Game Week 3, they're home to Nottingham Forest, which is an even better fixture on paper. If they blank in the next two, then I would consider selling after that, but certainly not now. EBS writes with one of the hottest topics in Game Week 2, what should we do with Gabriel? I'm a Gabriel owner myself and keeping him, here's why. With the injury to Timber, his expected minutes will now improve, even though it was Tommy Asi that replaced him when he went off injured. I also fully expect him to start and left centre back against Palace. Arteta's lineup against Nottingham Forest was a bit experimental and something I'm expecting against teams with a low block where Arsenal expect to dominate and that's going to be rare that they play teams like Nottingham Forest. They miss Gabriel's physical presence I felt. And let's pull up the long term clean sheet odds as well from Levenify. Arsenal are in third from now until game week 7, so assuming he is back into the team moving forward, he's still a great pick. If you're looking at Chilwell or James, I'd give it one more week and then ideally find another route to him instead of Gabriel. Nathan Bacon asks who to pick on his free hit. For some context here, Nathan's going rogue with his chips and he's using them early to see how high it takes him. He's peaking at rank 3 last game week by the way. Best of luck hitting rank 1 this week Nathan. So free hit picks. Let's start with the obvious. Salah's got to be in there and he's got to be a captain. And I'd definitely have Trent as well. Nice differential in a way against the Haaland captainers. I'd have Saka for the Palace game. I'd have Estepinian, Mbumo, Watkins and probably Alvarez. Alvarez was an unused substitute in the Super Cup midweek when Man City defeated Sevilla on pens. Seems like the perfect free hit pick to me given De Bruyne's injury as well. If you're tight for cash then Jao Pedro over Watkins or Alvarez is very good as well. Good luck this week, we might have two former number ones by Monday. And by the way, I don't recommend anyone else free hits in Game Week 2. Balonazzo asks if he should switch Johnston to Sanchez, considering Chelsea have got the way better team. Transfers are precious, and they should only be used on goalkeepers on very rare occasions, like massive fixture swings, double game weeks or injuries. Therefore, don't sell Johnston, just keep him. Chelsea might not even be done in the transfer window either. They could easily sign another keeper, for all we know. Sanchez definitely on the watches though. If he's still their number one keeper when the window closes, great pick for four and a half mil, as Kepa was last season. FPL Fella asked whether to start Shaw or Chukwemeka. They're close, but I'd start Shaw. First of all, Chuck's not nailed on that team. He did start at Gemic 1, but we could easily see a lineup like this against West Ham. With the inbound signings of Lavia and Caicedo, that could have a knock-on effect to Chukwemeka's minutes as well. Perhaps a midfield three of Enzo, Caicedo and Lavia, and a front three of Mudrick, Jackson and Sterling, first choice. 
That said, I'm not expecting the new signings to all start game week two, but I'd be very wary of starting him now. And Shaw could easily get something against Spurs, to be honest. Garnacho is considering a game week two wildcard, and he asks for thoughts on pulling the trigger or not. So the wildcard's the most powerful chip in the game by far, so it has to be used in special circumstances. I'd only use it in game week two if you can honestly say your team's in such a bad shape already. I'd be doing everything in my power to avoid a wildcard this early and save it if you can. If you've got a couple of issues in your team, rectifying them with a minus four or even a minus eight is fine if it gets you back on the front foot and a chip saved. Let's break things up by looking at the most popular transfers everyone's making this week. This is data backed and is sorted by the most popular transfers first, left to right. So the most popular transfer is Stones to Chilwell. This one is understandable given that they're around the same price. Stones missed out on gimmick one. And it was previously a straight swap for 5.5 mil. Stones has now dropped and Chilwell's gone up, so you'll need 0.5 mil in the bank to do it now. There's a rumour that Stones has picked up an injury since the Super Cup game in training. Wait for confirmation and then move accordingly. Breaking news today as well is that Rhys James has also picked up a hamstring injury, so don't bring him in. Depending on the duration of the injury, Gusto's the one who will fill in and could be insane value at 4 mil. Short of Chilwell's a little bit harsh. Two points separate them in Gemic 1, and Short kept a clean sheet, although it was quite lucky. Blatant pen not given to Wolves. Not in the forest in Gemic 3 though, standout fixture for Man United. Eze to Mbumo, also a bit harsh here given Eze's underlying numbers in Gemic 1. His eight shots taken was top in the league last game week, and he generated over one expected goal involvement. Bruno and Rashford to Salah are surprising ones here. These are surely combination moves for the most part, so they're taking a minus four this early, which seems overkill, or otherwise they'd need 3.5 mil or even 4 mil in the bank. Gabriel to Saliba also a wasted transfer in my opinion. Moving forward, these two could be dead even. As a Gabriel owner, I'm hoping to cash in on his far higher XG last season and hopefully watch him nodding a bullet header. We'll look at the top transfers every week and we'll answer the biggest FPL dilemmas, so make sure you're subscribing. João Pedro or Alvarez asks Hamd, If this is which to buy, I'd go for Alvarez now. Going back to the earlier point, De Bruyne's out for a few months of injury, and Alvarez's rest midweek could point towards a start against Newcastle. By no means guaranteed, but he feels like a better longer term pick. Better fixtures as well. He got an assist in game week one. João Pedro scored from the penalty spot. Not much in it. But let's not forget, João Pedro could also be a rotation risk. Wouldn't be at all surprising if Ezeza gets a start especially when Europa League kicks off after game week 5. FPL hints has to sell De Bruyne, really unlucky with this one. He can either buy Salah in a 6mm mid or an 8.5mm mid and chill well, both for minus 4 hits. So Salah obviously the clear captain for game week 2, there's a massive appeal there, but the question then would be which 6mm mid? There's none really. Gibbs White is 6mm, could do well against Sheffield United, but he does have Man United, Chelsea and Man City in his next 5, so I'd lean towards option 2 just barely. Josh asks if Enzo's a must-have given Chelsea's signings and Le'Veon Caicedo. Certainly not must-have, but could be a very interesting pick if he plays more advanced now. Only 5 mil, and there is some debate whether he could even be on penalties with Nkunku injured. He's on my watch list for now, really impressed me in Gemic 1. Chelsea clearly on the up, so let's shelf what happened last season and keep an eye on them. Flandy asks what FPL should do to make the point system better. Interesting left-field question this one. For April Fools last year, I made a joke graphic about how FPL were going to be adding a defensive mid position where you get 1 point per 3 recoveries, 2 points for a clean sheet, and it'd be a separate position in FPL. I low key think this would actually be great if they did tweak the scoring to reward the defensive mids. Since the birth of FPL, defensive mids have always been non-options because they rarely score or assist. 
Other than that, I think the scoring system is pretty solid, but if you guys have any ideas, let me know in the comments. Maybe some new chips like Park the Bus where your defence scores double, or Emergency Loan where you can get in one player for one week. George asks whether to start Tarkovsky, Gabriel or Adogi. So let's pull up the Game Week 2 clean sheet odds. I've put this together for the video and here's how it looks. So looking at those three players, Everton with a 17% chance, Arsenal 45% chance and Spurs 22% chance. So this one's an easy one, start Gabriel. Liverpool top this week with a 47% chance home to Bournemouth and as such Bournemouth rock bottom with 7.5%. Of course it is a blank gimmick for Luton and Burnley this week with the two missing out on the graphic. As a rule of thumb the clean sheet odds are very helpful for these goalkeeper and defender decisions in which to start. They do also need to factor an attacking threat. For example if it were Chilwell versus Stones I'd start Chilwell given his far superior attacking threat. For the final upload this week, we'll catch up with the top all-time managers to see what they're up to for Game Week 2. Hit subscribe so you don't miss out. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.